Welcome to Filial Thoughts Podcast. Your co-hosts Josh and Alan are just two friends who love to talk. They're here to discuss their thoughts on everyday concepts and relate them to the relationships in our lives. Relationships with our family, our friends, our spouse or partner, God, and even the relationship we have with ourselves. And welcome back, everybody. This is the next episode of Filial Thoughts, and today's filial thought that we'll be discussing is going to be on the topic of unconditional love. Very, you know what, just to to really go into this, I've got Alan here with me, and I want to just ask, Alan, we grew up hearing about unconditional love all the time, and I want to know just how, how much did you hear it growing up? I was not expecting that segue. Um, I, I've, uh, I've heard it a lot. <laughs> that's for sure. Um, hello, my name is Alan. I'm the co-host of this podcast. Nice to meet you as well. You think after 10 or 12 episodes, they'd know our names. So yeah, you know, hopefully it's case. all right. <laughs> you know, you, you always got to make sure. Sure. This is true. <laughs> well, in unconditional format, everybody, I'm Josh and I'm here as always. So... <laughs> Yeah, let's get into this. So just the the topic of unconditional love, it's, um, I guess, depending on the way you grew up, I think another word that goes with it is real love. If you read uh, that book series, um, it could also be, um, I can't think of any other words, unconditional or real love. Those are the two that I'm thinking of. Um, But do you think it's, yeah, let's just get into this. Alan, I know you've got a few few pointers, so let's just let you kick off uh, what you want to go with. Oh, going straight into the questions. Alrighty, I got you. Okay, numero uno. What is the biggest difference between companionate? I pronounced that wrong. Between mm-hmm. companionate and romantic love, or alternatively, what's the biggest difference between infatuation and love? You know, it's very similar veins. Pick whichever. I don't mind. Companion love and infatuation love. Uh, companionate love and romantic love. Interesting. Or I okay, guess okay. I guess to put it in another way, what's yeah, yeah what's yeah. the difference between a friendship and a very close friendship and an actual romantic relationship? All right. How about before we get into this, we actually just Uh-oh. describe a little bit of real love or <laughs> unconditional love. Maybe that is the better way to go. <laughs> I think this is too so. out of the way. <laughs> Okay, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. But let's start off, yeah, I think, even no better. How about I just ask you, Alan, what do you think <laughs> is the importance in this topic of unconditional love compared to just love? Or is there a difference? Uh, what's, what's the importance in the unconditional part, you mean? Yeah. Um, so what I would say is that it's important in that it's more genuine and that people enjoy it more. People don't exactly like conditional love. Okay, what, what does that mean like, though? Okay, conditional love as in if so if so and so if such a condi- if if uh, there is some kind of condition that we're fulfilled, mm. I'll stop loving you. Let's say um uh so it's like circumstantial or it's it's love. If, with, if a uh, certain amount of time passes, I'll stop right. if um it turns to winter. If you're stop. not giving if me what I'm expecting. Yeah, like, that also ex- counts as It's a like expectation. Yeah, yeah, any kind of condition, any kind of condition. That would be conditional love. So unconditional love is without conditions. You love someone regardless. And it does not necessarily mean uh, romantic love, as I was kind of alluding to in that 
in that uh, first prompt I asked. A smoothly avoided prompt. <laughs> it was not right. smooth, and you know it. <laughs> but okay. yeah, yeah, but yeah. There's uh, so many other different kinds of love, and all of them can be unconditional in the right condition. And that's the wrong word to use when I'm referring to unconditional love. Yeah, under the right, right circumstance. Yeah, sure. under the right circumstances, whatever. All yeah. of the, any of them can be unconditional. It sounds quite difficult to actually. Uh, follow through on i feel like many of the relationships we have in our life are quite conditional if that's the context uh so yeah it's like how how do you actually then achieve the standard of unconditional love i i will make one uh revision to what i mm. mentioned unconditional as in there there are ob there obviously have to be conditions between um, when one kind of love transitions into the other, it can't be sure, all, it every single kind of love at once. Like, for instance, it certainly wouldn't be romantic love with a family member. There have to be conditions <laughs> I with hope that. Not at least. Hell no. Okay, there have to be conditions with that at least. Yeah. But unconditional as in um, you give love to them, regardless of what kind of it is, there are no conditions in you giving that uh, specific type of love. Right. Yeah, so just the expectation to bring it back isn't there. It's just you're giving because you want to, and that's it. Uh, yes, yes. Right. Okay, fair enough. I feel like that's an, uh, that elaborates at least just the whole topic of unconditional love a little bit more. Hopefully uh, that's enough. Good. A little bit more, yeah. <laughs> All right. So. Yeah, it's difficult, unconditional love, because um, it can be misused a lot as well. Because I, I always think of misused it this way. It should... In... Um, you can always give, 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 and then a person can just take and never ah, give back. Because I, I feel like it should always be two-sided. And we talked about this in a previous yeah, podcast uh, before, yep. right? Like unconditional on your end, um, but at what end is the other person now abusing that? So there <laughs> should be uh, unconditional from the other side as well, um, just to keep it like a really healthy relationship. Okay. But that is something that you personally are not capable of uh, dealing with. That always comes from the other side. That's why it takes two to tango. Yeah. Um, are we ready to go back to that prompt? Yes, I think we are. Okay. All right. Let's restate okay. that then. And let me okay. put my mind True, true, it. true. In that case, I'll actually restate the prompt as well, because sure. I think it's a bit more interesting this way too. Um, what's the difference between unconditional mm -hmm. companion to love versus unconditional romantic love. What's the difference between an unconditional friendship and an unconditional romantic relationship? Okay, so and friendship. why is it the difference? Companion. Okay. Why is it the difference? Okay, so a, I think well, just the difference in general with a friendship versus a, like a romantic relationship is a romantic relationship is you're sharing a part of yourself with another person um, in an intimate way that you wouldn't share with anyone else. So you're already getting a lot deeper and a lot more vulnerable um, with this other person than for the most part you'd ever be with a friend, even a family member in a lot of ways. Um, they Because they know at some point, right? If you're in a romantic relationship for quite a while, they're going to know like every aspect of your being almost. It's very difficult to keep a secret. Um, from somebody that you're that close and intimate with so like, even in so even in the deepest of friendships it, there are certain levels that cannot be 
achieved is that what you're saying well i mean like, as a as a, a single man who's not in a relationship okay talking okay. to another single man who's not in a relationship i cannot personally um attest to it but i can say my parents in my own family we are all very very close and we are all very very open with each other but there is a level to the relationship between my mom and my dad um to how much they share with each other and how freely they do that um and what they talk about that they just do not um get into with me or my siblings um in some ways, but it, it's the the level of sharing and the level of connection between it. It's very different. Um, and you can kind of just tell that because there are a couple who have been together for a long time uh, and they know everything, right? It's just, you, could, you can't keep those secrets. Uh, you're emotionally impacted more and more by the actions of the other. It's, yeah, it's almost like you like become very close together, right? You're like the same person you share so many aspects of your life almost so yeah every mm. every choice every decision has such a significant impact on that other person so i guess in an unconditional standpoint it for especially for a romantic relationship to stand because that's a person that let's say it ends in marriage not um just dating at least at the point when you got married, you agree to stay with them forever, right? Not mm -hmm. like nothing will break. You'll work through all of it. That means every decision you make has, it should be done in a way that you'll make sure you work together and you uh, always stay together. Whereas a friendship doesn't have that, um, doesn't have that level of, I don't know, impact and importance in it. You want to mm. keep your friends, but oftentimes we don't have friends forever, right? If you're not living uh, close to each other or you're not doing something um, or you grew up together or something, I don't know. It's easy to not always be in each other's, like every aspect of each other's life, but a partner, you're always in each other's life. Like you're always gonna be talking. You can't avoid that they're your partner unless the relationship is just really sour. Then you probably have a few other things you need to work on. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's just, you have to be really unconditional to even help that relationship stay strong forever. Cause as soon as a lot of expectations and a lot of like, I guess, uh, bitterness or irritation comes in, it becomes very easy for it to, I don't know, get even worse, you know, because everything is so close knit together, it's easy to hurt each other, uh, more and more. Yeah. So I think even just for like your sanity, it you need to have that mm. level of unconditionalness in a relationship on both ends, kind of like we alluded before. Even if it's on one side, that's still not healthy enough. Mm -hmm. It may solve something for one, but the other, it's there's always going to be an issue if you both sides can't um, be equal in thinking about the partner, the best for the partner. Mm -hmm. So almost as if like the two become one. I mean, I believe that, but. Hey, of course. Hmm. Personally, I was actually thinking about it a little bit because, or while you were speaking, mm. because there was one answer that I was uh, trying to avoid, and it's that well, it's just the presence of sexual intimacy, and that's pretty much it. And I figured, 
I would slap you if you answered to that because that's totally not, that's not to your answer. I know you wouldn't answer that. But at the same time, uh, what is the difference? Would I count that as a difference? Because I totally see why, because I was looking through a couple articles. So while uh, working on this one research project that I'm doing, sure. it's nothing fancy. It's a very, Dr. Very Martinez basic, in the shush, call. Shush. It's a very, very basic undergrad thing. And it's, it's nothing like a thesis or, or such, but whatever you need to say to stay shush. humble, I understand. <laughs> but yeah, I, I was searching through the articles and basically some of them were speaking of the difference between uh, companionate love and quote unquote passionate love being that, okay, well, there's just a sexual presence and that's pretty much it. And I didn't really agree with that. And up until recently, like as you were speaking, I completely forgot why. And it's uh, that I think that there's loyalty, there's a certain loyalty uh, present in a romantic one that's not quite present in a companionate one. Mm. And that in a companionate one, of course you're loyal to your friends, of course you, um, especially in an unconditional one, even theoretically, um, you would be super loyal to your friends and you would give them special treatment. A romantic partner would yeah. be even more so. Of course, you would give them even further preferential treatment. What would this look like? I'm not entirely certain, but you hold them at a higher priority. Well, I mean, especially if it, you know, if it is a marriage, it's, it's you're like a binding contract together essentially yeah, right you don't just break that it, it and yeah. i think today it it's, doesn't hold as much value as it did let's say 20 years ago i mean you see a lot of couples from 20 years ago who are like even and i you know i respect and it's also quite sad that even couples who are like totally sick of each other not in love with each other they don't want to break the marriage now not not going to say whether that's healthy or not uh, there's a level of respect I have to that, but whereas nowadays it's a lot easier and it's a lot more common as we see like divorce rates, even like going up quite a bit yeah, that, um, for yeah. those to break, but in its core essence, you know, you're agreeing to something with someone where it's like, I will never break this. We'll make it through whatever, whatever is there. You don't make that agreement with a friend essentially. Mm -hmm. That uh, that did go into something else I wanted to speak about. It's a decision, right? That is part of mm. with the loyalty. The loyalty cannot come from feelings alone because the moment those feelings disappear, it's gone. It has to be made via decision and via your loyalty to that yeah. decision. You got to make that commitment. Yeah. Right. Um, I suppose that's totally. just about it from my part. Well, going, going a little bit more into that. So we talk about unconditional love and I, I said that it's really important for a really strong and healthy relationship. And again, this doesn't even need to be romantic, like even for friendship, um, unconditional love or family relationships, it's important to be able to give that and to receive that from others. So how do you know if you are receiving unconditional love? What does that look like? How do I know if, what does it, Yeah. what does it so, look like specifically or what does it feel like? Because I feel like there are two, slightly different i'm gonna let you choose but for me oh, okay. i just want to know how do you know when you're receiving unconditional love i would say it's very hard to know because unless you know the conditions or if they're or right 
No, if the difference between conditional mm -hmm. and unconditional love is that there are conditions, right? So if you're receiving love, and the, you can't possibly know if it's unconditional or conditional until a condition pops up and you stop receiving it. So you right. can't you can't truly know until then. But I think that there are best guesses that you can make where you think, yeah, I'm pretty sure this is unconditional, and that to say. Um, it's not, like, it's not like a transaction. Really. Here's one specific moment of love. All right. You decided yeah, it's, it's, this moment is conditional or not. No, that's it. Everything else. I, I don't know. It's, it's the best way I can think about it. Okay. But um, the way in which I would know personally if I were receiving something unconditional is if a bunch of conditions came up that I would think, or a couple, a bunch of scenarios came up that I would think would be conditions for breaking what would be conditional love. And if the love is not broken, even after all those scenarios, I would think, okay, this might be unconditional. So let's say, uh, theoretically, if I committed a crime and uh, a really serious one, and uh, let's say a friend of mine just decided to stick to the end, realized, oh, you did that? What the heck? And of course they're horrified, but they decide to stay my friend. And I think, okay, that yeah, should be a condition. Dude. That could what be- What kind of crime you commit in here, Alan? <sighs> you know, grand larceny, murder. What are you doing here, Alan? I don't do anything. Um, but let's say, even if it's something as vile as murder, then if this person stayed my friend, even through that, Hey, Alan, I know you murdered somebody, but I'm going to stick with you to the end, man. <laughs> We're here together. No, of, of course it's not going to be like that, but oh, it's Lord. it's more along the lines of like, okay, I'm going to try and help you out. I don't condone this. I really think you need some help, but I want to be that help. Almost to that sort of thing. As oh, in, all right. Of course, so that's of course I'm going to stick with yeah. you. Of course I'm going to stick with you to the end. I can't condone this action, but I'm not going to stop being your friend just because of that. Uh, so if that kind of thing happened i would think okay that should be a scenario in which a condition would be triggered but there clearly wasn't so perhaps yeah, it's more like likely that this is a layer of complexity to it because it's like even disagreeing and um having issue with someone is doing when you're giving them unconditional love but you're still offering that consistently mm -hmm. right it's like a no holds barred it's like damn it everything you're doing it's like i'm so upset and saddened by like this whole thing but like i got you we'll, we'll keep going we'll keep going <laughs> Yeah, I, I was worried that I was making this super long-winded, uh, very roundabout way of saying what I was trying to say, but uh, you got it right. Nice. I'll take My that as a yes. Okay, big that's a... for Alan. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, have you have you had any like? I guess for you, the people you would you would receive the most or the closest thing to unconditional love would be your parents at this stage in your so. life. I would say so. Yes. Can you think of any examples where you've felt that then? You know, I really hate talking about this kind of thing. I know you do. That's why I ask you. Yeah, of course. It's for of the course. people, Alan. Of course. Ah, uh, what's a good, what's a good example um, ooh, 
You know, there is a pretty good example. So several years ago, um, there was something that I was uh, trying to keep secret and I'm not going to say what it is. You can guess what it is. But uh, I figured, man, considering how rigid my parents are with like, because they're both religious, I'm religious. Mm -hmm. We follow the same movement. And I thought, Oh, if I tell, well, if I mention this, my life's going to be over. But I had this one moving experience this one night and I figured, screw it. I'm going to man up and just go and say it. And I was too chicken to actually tell them in person, but I did uh, print it out on a piece of paper and then I handed that to them. And I thought, oh, that's pretty good. I don't even want a response from them. I just want to be able to have Get said that. Chest, whatever I, it was. Yeah, I... I honestly really dislike receiving responses from that. I like to be able to say it. It's off my chest. I don't need to think about it anymore. If you bring it up with me again, I'll need to think about it again. I don't (laughs) like that. Okay. And it's something that does kind of service friction between me and my parents, I think, because they like to talk about it more. And I totally get that. They really do. I just don't. I'm just interested what (laughs) this is now. But yeah. Anyways, uh, after that is when I felt that I experienced it because they called me over and they're like, it's okay, it's okay. And it was very nice uh, for a little bit. I still felt super uncomfortable, of course, but it it was, you know, it's the purest form of acceptance, of love, of whatever that is. Yeah. So I thought, wow, that's pretty cool. So I would say that's a pretty good example. Yeah, I, I think the biggest essence of that then is it's not like really one one thing is offered unconditionally because I think there are, you know, it's like if you're giving, um, let's say tithing as an example, like you offer a tithe and it's like, I don't care where the money's going. I offer this out of my hands. It's just my offering, right? Like when you offer something and you don't think about it back, right? It's like whatever happens with it, I'm really happy and I hope it's used well. And that's that. So it's like almost, so there are things you can do and like, um, yeah, things like that. It's like specific giving and experiences you give out. But also it's just like with our parents or with a significant other or with friends or any kind of relationship you've got in your life, it's a very consistent, it's like you just know that the love they have for you is unconditional. Because like, even if you screw up and hurt them, or do something stupid. I don't know. I'm just like anything like that. They may get upset, but at the end of the day, they're ready to move past it. But of course, work with you and everything like that, right? Whereas yeah. you know, sometimes you can't have that with uh, some people. Mm-hmm. With a lot okay. of people, you can't because they don't know you as deeply, right? <laughs> so mm-hmm. nice. So I suppose that brings me into my last question. And you know what? If you're making me uncomfortable, I'll make you uncomfortable. I think that's a fair deal. Give and receive, right? Of course. So the first question I asked you, there were two that I brought up because I figured, well, I think Josh is trying to ask me this and you didn't, thankfully, so I could ask it. But I had an alternative one. This is not the question I'm asking, by the way. This is just, you know, some background. What is the biggest difference between infatuation and love? So okay. a slightly different, I would, uh, I would have gone with the same, with a very similar answer. You know, there's the decision, there's loyalty, there's uh, that kind of thing. Sure. And of course it has to be reciprocal. Um, but 
My My second question. Man. Oh yeah. What are you sure, doing sure. to me? Oh, of course. I'm just, you know, hyping it up, just <sighs> really feeding the moment. Okay. Have you ever felt one of the above infatuation or love? And if so, how did you deal with it? <laughs> what? Best of luck. When you say love, do you mean like um so like for a okay, partner essentially? Okay, I'm gonna clear this up real quick. What I think is the difference between infatuation and love is that love is reciprocated. You can't be in love with someone without them actually having. No, but I, I mean, returning. by this love, like you're you're talking about not like a family love. You're talking about like a romantic no, I'm talk- love. No, I'm talking about eyebrows, eyebrows. <laughs> if you if <laughs> if this podcast had video, you would totally see what I'm talking about. But it's it's the it's the one where it goes. He's talking how, about how, love. Yeah, how, I don't know how to convey that to words. Okay. Um, infatuation, for sure. I'm... And if so, how I'm did you I'm a human. So, <laughs> like, yeah, infatuation, for sure. I mean, you always get little crushes, especially, like, people that are you're physically just attracted to. Uh infatuation definitely pops up like i can think of a few people that i've had like a pretty strong crush on going up through high school and then to college university i can think of a few people um i don't i'm not gonna say i've ever been in love with anybody because i haven't pursued anybody so yeah i haven't been in any like really deep relationships so i cannot say i've been in love with anyone before very deep love with my family, but again, that's very familial. So that's not what you asked. Um, so I'll go more on the first one. How do you deal with infatuation? I think the more you keep it a secret, it becomes more something that pesters a lot in your mind, oh. right? When you can't, it's like, oh my God, that person is so pretty. And then you're like, just kind of floating around sometimes. It's like Hold on, I'm going to stop Same you, room. Right? Okay, stop me there. I'm going to give you a pause right there. All right, stop What me there. do you mean by keep it a secret? Keep it a secret from who? Oh, let me get there. Okay, never mind. And I'll answer <laughs> your question. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, okay. So you can like kind of let it uh, fester in your mind. And it, it's that... Yeah, it's just like any moment you're around them and, you know, your heart starts beating a little bit faster and anything like that. Um, I think, like, who's the people you would never want to tell? I mean, you've got you've got your friends in school who often the you talk about sense. crushes and everything with. You could tell the crush if you want to pursue the relationship and see where it goes. I'm talking more, like, on a on a deeper level, I would, that's the hardest people to share that with would be my parents. Really? It would be so difficult to share a crush with your parents. Because then they want to know more and more and more, right? And for in our household as well, um, abstinence was always like a really like highly respected thing, right? Maintaining your sexual purity before marriage and even just like uh, giving your heart to somebody. Like saving that cultivating and preparing your own like life and self and eventually when you decide to be in a relationship with someone you can really offer that to someone else um in like a committed way like if you choose you want to be in a relationship with someone it's like the intention whether it turns out this way but the intention is you hope to marry them at one point 
It's not just, let's mm-hmm. see where it goes. And I'm not saying every time that you're going to marry whoever, but yeah, yeah. that's the intention. Um, so right. whenever, like, let's say with the crush, especially in high school, way more in high school. I never wanted to tell my parents this in high school, especially. Um, if I kept it more of a, like a secret and I didn't share like anything like that with anybody really, then it would stick in my mind more and more and more. And then you try to talk to them a little bit, but then you're like, no, I can't proceed. Um, so I can't pursue or anything, but I want to talk to it kind of just, it builds up and then the crush can get stronger and stronger. But, uh, anytime that I open up a little bit more about it, um, it's not like that big secret feeling that's there right it's kind of more out in the open and i can kind of you know even just thinking it through and talking with parents and then like it's just infatuation like we said especially when you're not pursuing it kind of just dips away i mean the person could just not be there anymore you could know them a bit better and then just i don't know as time goes on the infatuation side kind of just dips and you're just kind of friends um Oftentimes it's very physical, right? So there's, I mean, I'm sure you have it too. There's just like a certain look that you're usually more physically attracted to um, for whatever life experiences probably guide a lot of that. So I don't know, I guess as soon as you kind of move past just that, it kind of goes away um, a little Mm. bit more. Oftentimes I don't have like a crush that sticks forever, right? Because then it's a little bit more than a crush. So they often just disappear, especially when you start talking a little bit more about it with people very close to you. Not, and again, mm-hmm. not in like a, a, just a joking romantic way, but kind of just like, I have these feelings or sometimes I've had- like matter, a, of fact, matter of yeah, fact. Yeah, it's like matter yeah. of fact, it's there. Mm-hmm. And you know, yeah, that's what it's I'm not really that big of a deal. It's definitely made to be a big deal because it's such a- secretive thing but i don't know i think it's important when you can have it in your own household and sharing about it it definitely takes the that adrenaline pumping part out um which i think is really important i think that's really healthy like really gives you a a sense of how to i don't know know where to put your emotions so yeah oh infatuation is always there (laughs) Like it keeps popping up. I feel like even if you're married, like infatuation will pop up. It's just, yeah, it's just like, a, it's a physical feeling, right? It's a, what do you do with it? More important. Mm-hmm. All right. Have you? I, I'm an adolescent dude. You answer exactly. that question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Good show, everybody. Okay, that's <laughs> his face. I have to tell you all, his face has just gotten so red when I ask that. <laughs> does my face get red? Yes, it does, sir. All right. I'll have to be wary of that. Well, my friends, I think that's pretty much a wrap. Um, so I hope all of you enjoyed our little discussion around the topic of unconditional love. Alan, do you have any closing points you'd like to make? Uh... Honestly, no, not really. (laughs) Yeah, I think that was smooth. All right, well, I hope all of you liked it. Uh, Make sure that if you ever want (laughs) to have a topic that you send us, um, be sure to just send it to our email, filialthoughts at gmail.com. I got that right. right. Oh, yeah. All right. 
Um, so you can send us an email there if you ever have a thought. Um, and we'll catch you next time. All right. Cheers, everybody.